Hello folks, welcome to the Nerd One Podcast. I'm your host Vincent, and today we're doing doing another installment of But Does It Suck? Today we're doing the Amazing Spider-Man 2. So sit down, buckle up, let's see what happens. So with all the rumors and hype and hope going around for the next Spider-Man movie, you know, possibly being a live action Spider-Verse, which you're kind of leaning towards it because as we said in the past, you know, they've gotten Jimmy Fox to bring, come back as Electro for the movie Spider-Man 2. They are bringing back uh, Doc Ock, Alfred Molina for, um, you know, the, well, Spider-Man 2, the original trilogy, the sacred trilogy. So I figure let's kind of look back on some of the lower points of the Spider-Man, Spider-Man movies. Because overall, they're good movies. I mean, from different directors, you have different takes. But, you know, let's kind of delve into this. So let's find some good in this one. So I'm going to start with this. That beginning opening scene was pointless. You know, I'm talking about the whole Peter's parents on the airplane, you know, crashing their death. Pointless. All right. One other thing. Here's a good thing. This is probably the best Spider-Man suit out of any Spider-Man movie, including the Raimi trilogy, the Web trilogy, and the new trilogy, or the new two movies. I guess Web trilogy. Well, I guess Mark Webb didn't really have a trilogy. Anywho, from the three different iterations of Spider-Man, the three different takes on it, this is probably the best one. The, I mean, the eyes on the costume were bigger. Uh, the tones were accurate. I mean, they weren't bright colors. They were kind of more reserved, but they were there. And I get props to Sony for getting that part right. Because in the first meeting Spider-Man, they really took their own feel to it, their own pitch to it, and that's fine. I mean, everyone has their own version of it, but this one, they just went as comic book accurate as they could, and I applaud them for that. And, you know, kind of going into the, you know, actors, it really felt like Andrew Garfield had a better grasp on the character of both Peter Parker and Spider-Man. As Peter Parker, I mean, he was still not that nerdy social outcast like the comic books would have him be. He's just that very awkward, you know, team. And, you know, I think my co-host Ghost would agree, I think. That's okay. But as Spider-Man, he was more quippy. He was more, I don't know, he was, he was good. As Spider-Man. He really embodied it. Emma Stone did a great job as Gwen Stacy as well. I mean, she really... I mean, she was great in the first one. And she kind of kept it going in the second one. And... the Honestly, the, the final battle was probably the best fight. I'm not talking about like the, you know, quarter battle between Rhino and Spider-Man. That was just 
I'd love to see that. I'd love to see that one in its entirety, but it's not going to happen. But the one between uh, Goblin and Spider-Man, because just so much was involved, so much was at stake. I mean, yeah, the fight between Electro and Spider-Man was good and all, but just that fight with Goblin and Spider-Man was just action-packed. It was emotional too, because it was two friends duking it out. Um, or fall, fallen off friends. And really you had, you know, Gwen's life in balance of all of it. And for those who've seen the movie, you know what happens. And if you don't know what happens, read the comic. Um, but really, this movie, I mean, kind of going back to the low point, where it suffered so much was the villains. Jamie Foxx himself can act. He's a very good actor. But this part was just written so poorly for him. I mean, especially before he became Electro. You know, he was just pretty much a Batman Forever Jim Carrey Riller ripoff. That's what I felt like. And I'm probably going to say this wrong. Dane Dehan. You know, he had the look of Harry Osborn. He was kind of that scrawny kid. Um, you know, falling with his dad. I mean, he was bratty. But, I don't know. It felt like he really just overacted the part. And then, when he kind of joined forces Electro, it just got super cheesy. But, one high point is the music on this was really good. I mean, if you dare to watch this again, which overall, I mean, does it really suck? But the music is on point. It's not all dramatic. There's this whole variety of music to it. And it's just so well played. It's so well timed too. But a low point in this was Sony has never really gotten the CGI good for the you know Spider-Man movies. In the original trilogy, you could just tell that some of the CGI just wasn't on point. Even some po even at some points in the movie where it felt like did they just overlook it? Did, did they just not finish it? Cuz you you could tell it was CGI one thing I'll give props to, you know, Marvel and Disney's iteration of Spider-Man is, yes, a lot of CGI goes into it, but it's hard to tell CGI from a real thing. So they really got on point, but Sony, after five tries on Spider-Man character, just, I don't know, they just couldn't really quite get it. And, you know, the ending to this was an ending we actually have yet to get again because once again if you don't know how it ends we know it's going to spoil it for you so gwen dies in the end and they really let you feel the impact of that because i mean throughout the first movie you know spider-man and well peter and gwen are 
friends and they become more and you know Captain Stacy dies and you kind of feel like kind of somewhat bond them more but also break them a little bit in the second movie you can tell the bond is there but due to promises and responsibilities Peter feels he can't be with Gwen then he you know says basically says screw it and you could feel that there's chemistry between the two actors and there was they did date you know, after the movie had wrapped. So you could tell the chemistry was real. So, yeah, the end of the second one, Gwen dies, and you could just feel the impact of it. And I really feel that Andrew Garfield gave, like, a really good performance when all this happened. You know, when when Gwen dies, and he realizes that she is dead, um, it's... It hurts. And here's a little more fun fact as well. So, rumor has it, I mean, seen in multiple places, that they cut a part of the movie out. So, after, you know, Peter, you know, realizes Gwen's dead, he's mourning her death, his loss, he hears cackling coming from the top of the tower. It's Harry, who has regained consciousness. So rumor has it that this was filmed and it's not like it's not finished because well you'll figure out why here in a second. Apparently he races back to that top of that tower and starts beating the living shit out of the you know out of Harry. Because he basically sees that Harry has killed his girlfriend, his one true love. And apparently the reason why it was cut it's because apparently during the original screening, where they're getting a rating for it, they were given a rated R for violence. And they knew that a radar movie, radar Spider-Man movie, would never fly. I mean, parents won't let their kids go see a radar Spider-Man movie. So they cut it out, they got re re-rated down to PG-13. But honestly, even if it's unfinished, and if it does exist, I kinda wanna see that scene. Yes, it's been years since the movie came out, but hey, if anyone knows where it is, let me know. But I was fairly bummed, you know, when the movie ended, because you got a really good scene between, you know, Spider-Man and a very, very mechanized rhino about to fight, and it cuts to black. But, you know... Get, it leaves the cliffhanger for the next movie and all that until later on we found out hmm, not gonna happen because due to low ratings and also Andrew Garfield had a falling out with Sony they canceled Amazing Spider-Man 3 which you know I wish it would have happened just to kind of round it out but it is what it is and because of the Dizzle box office and some internal novels getting leaked out from Sony, Spider-Man found a new home over at Marvel Disney. Well, on loan to Marvel and Disney. But really, I'm hoping that, you know, the whole Spider-Verse movie does happen. I mean, we got the animated one, which is phenomenal. It was just a good, fun time. So, if, I mean, from everything I've seen, it should happen, 
if they can get, you know, Tommy McGuire, Andrew Garfield on board, like I said, they already got Alfred Molina. They got Jamie Foxx on board. Um, maybe Kirsten Dunst. I don't know. But if they can kind of get these actors on board, actresses on board, I think it'd be... They could do a very good live-action Spider-Verse movie. And, I mean, with Disney's money and, you know, everything Marvel's done so far for the MCU, I can see them pulling it off. But folks, that's all I got for this time. So once again, I am Vincent. This is Nerd1 Podcast. Come find us on social media. We're still doing Twitter, Nerd15, Facebook and Instagram, and Nerd1 Podcast. Or hit us up on our page. It's um, podpage.com forward slash Nerd1 for everything Nerd1. But until next time, stay safe out there. Wash your hands, stay clean. We'll talk to you soon, and have a great day.